This is your brain. And this is heroin. This is what happens to your brain on heroin. And this is what your body goes through. But it's not over yet. This is what happens to your grades, to your friends, to all your stuff. This is what happens to the profits from your grandma's bake sale. This is what happens to the world economy. And your boyfriend gives you herpes simplex A. And you end up getting a stupid tattoo of a unicorn on your left ass cheek that was supposed to be a pigeon firebird, but you were too strung out to notice at the time. We just want to help. This is what happens to family values. This is what happens to the poly count. Any questions? Any questions? Now let's fire up those time circuits. <laughs> Set it to 1987. Because today, we're traveling back in time to revisit Less Than Zero. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 88 miles per hour with your funny compadres and hosts. Myself, but I'm not going to announce myself first. I have to announce my friend Santos. Wait, I always announce myself first. Am I not supposed to do that? Am no, I you, to... you announce the, the you announce who your co co host first, and then I don't oh, know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I'm never being proper. Radio. I'm I'm being proper. Okay. No. So yes, welcome to another 88 miles per hour episode with Santos and myself, Freddie Morales. And I would like to say hi to all of our new listeners who have been plugging away and listening to our amazing episodes. It's amazing, right, Santos? Yes, extremely amazing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wake up there, Santos. Wake up. <laughs> no, or I'm here. I don't know why I got like a weird like lightheaded for a quick second. You got lightheaded. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm falling down. My oh, body's just still, telling me to are you down. Are you still in the born in East LA kind of mode or what's up? Mm. Oh shit. I'm glad you brought that up. Dude, out of all scenes of the whole goddamn movie, we left out one freaking important scene. We didn't even talk about it. And it's the freaking the hey you give me a beer. <laughs> Cerveza. Oh, we didn't even I yes, listened we did. to the, No, we didn't. No. I, I listened to the episodes like we bypassed that? Wow. Hell yeah. We talked about the Playboy. We talked about the Estoy en Tijuana, but we oh. completely at one point we did make a quick mention. Just oh, a quick okay. mention of Tolboy. You know, yes. like oh the beer, and then but nothing else. We completely left that scene out 100 percent I was like Because oh. we did talk about that we thought it was uh the his other partner since he was in Chung. the movie yeah that Chung. that was mentioned how we like I was like okay okay see uh, okay all right but we didn't mention hey you give me a beer I need yeah. a beer <laughs> I need a beer now I need a beer now cerveza sí sí cómo no sí cómo no cómo no he walks to the fridge and he holds the beer and he puts it right there he's like aquí está un tolboy <laughs> Jesús Toma cerveza. 
<laughs> and if you want to hear what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, go listen to our past episode. Um, was it 159? And that episode is born in East LA, ladies and gentlemen. But this yeah. episode, we're gonna we're gonna bring it down a bit. We're gonna get a uh little yeah, we're gonna go to Beverly Hills now. From East LA, we're gonna go to Beverly Hills. Yes, this is the this is gonna be the serious episode of the of the eighty eight miles per hour podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because this episode is um this isn't a comedy. This is like though a fictional film. A lot of the subject material in this film is is real, is legit. It really happens. Uh, we we actually are gonna share some stories ourselves freddie and i and then freddie had the rest of the bathroom so he took off <laughs> she can see you guys can see this <laughs> so i'm talking right and i see freddie run up and run out of the room and he runs one way and the camera stationary and then i see him run to the other side quickly <laughs> and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> all right hey how's it going he's Good, back, ladies and gentlemen I'm I laughing go... because I saw you run to the right <laughs> and then you run back to the left. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is that? I have two. I don't have kids. I have two Sphinx cats, oh, Nana and Cherry. So I'm always policing them because when the mom is not around, they're always sneaking around. They're always sneaking around <laughs> and hiding and kind of just, you know, they're curious. And mm -hmm. sometimes I, they drive me crazy because I can't find them. And I think they like Crazy. You know, so yeah, so they're in the oh, kitchen. Oh shit, I just saw one run by, dude. If you didn't tell me you had cats, I would think it was a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're having fun right now, so it's good. But yeah, they're yeah. I'm just very, very like I have to like police them because I don't know. I'm, well, when when you're I know this isn't movie related, but I'm just curious because like when you're in bed, you and your girl uh, are the cats in the room with you or you yeah. leave them out? No, so do they out. ever go on your face? Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, the cats, calling that's the cat's calling you right now. Yeah, like, hey, Freddy. <laughs> hey, where's their food, you asshole? Come over here. Like, I want to be a part of the show. <laughs> you know? Well, so, many, so much stuff going on. And what, we're not even 10 minutes into our show? Yeah, I know. I mean? <laughs> do they Jesus ever make Christ. biscuits on you? Yes, I love it when they do that. Yeah, I learned yeah, that like years ago from someone because the biscuits. cat was doing that to me and they're yeah. making biscuits. I was like, yeah. what? I thought it was the I've learned so ever. much from cats because I'm a dog lover and I hope we also have yeah. a dog. And um, but yeah, these two cats are amazing. It's the mom and, and daughter. Mm. So they bring they brought so much joy to our life, especially during the pandemic. So, you know, they like they run around the apartment, but I'm always like they, they like to hide and I, I freak out when they hide because it's like hide and seek. They play with me and I'm like, it can be for hours, bro. I'm like, where in the hell are these cats? Yeah. <laughs> if any, once, once, you know, things you, you feel comfortable with letting people in and stuff as vaccinated and all that, so on and so forth, you should don't even mention you have cats. <laughs> so when they're like, what's that noise? You're like, I don't know. I didn't hear anything. It's el, it's el cucuy, Freddie has some cuckoos in his house, Holmes. Don't go over there. Don't go. Don't go over there. Yeah. yeah I, my, so we don't have cat. My wife loves cats, but she's allergic, so we can't. We'll get a get get the you know the Sphinx there. The the was it the apple? The apple allergenic? I can't say the word apple. Como fucking Steve Jobs. Mm. All right, no, but let, let's. Um, let's do uh let's get into the movie because like as Freddie says he's like people tune in and they're like hey donde está la película <laughs> 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 they're talking about cats and this and that and where's the movie yeah 
<laughs> you know, hey, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this this levity right here, this this nice uplifting comedy. Because trust me, there's no way this can... episode is gonna get funny after this. I mean, maybe I don't know, but I don't this... know. Well, it's look, look, this this movie. We're gonna go, now we're gonna talk about. Yeah, let's talk about this, the film. Yeah, let's okay. This, it, this, let's get into it. This movie, of course, it's it's less than zero. Yeah, it it is a movie that to me. That I own the video too. I had got a DVD of it and all that, and I haven't seen it. And I watched it the other night. Yeah, and it brought back a lot of memories of my youth during the '80s, and this oh. was happening during the '80s. I mean, I was a kid in the '80s, MTV yeah. kid generation, and all that. The parties and everything that happened in this movie, I saw it and and I lived it because I lived in Southgate, and there was like you know everything. There was you had stoners, new wavers, cholos, rockabillies, you name it. And then my cousins lived in Los Feliz, so I would spend my summers out there with them. And when I would spend my summers with them, yeah, they would go and hang out with their rich friends, you know. And we would go to these Beverly Hill parties. And then when I went to high school, I went to Chatsworth High, and up in Chatsworth and uh, up in the Valley, and uh, and I also hung out with a bunch of kids who their parents were like these big corporations and they had their own businesses so all these kids all grew up with all this money and but they, their parents were never home mm-hmm. so they were throwing these amazing parties bro so less than zero is actually a movie that kind of just i can just look back and say wow man i got to see all this and not only that unfortunately there's drugs involved in this movie yeah and, you know it's about you know some best friends a group of friends who grew up and they you know they're out of high school, ready to go to college or pursue their career, and and they all kind of separated, and um, eventually they all kind of try to reach their goals and their whatever they wanted to do. And you know, in this movie, we got Mr. Robert Downey Jr. who yeah. uh, plays a a bit the the most dramatic role. Oh shit! Uh, and and he was actually living it during the time. And then you had Andrew McCarthy who plays Clay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie Kurtz, who's Blair. God, Jamie, she was just a beautiful man. She reminded me of one of my ex-girlfriends. Just lovely, beautiful, like like her. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, a group, you know, a bunch of friends who go out and, and uh, start their life. And unfortunately, things happen during that during that time. And, you know, I did. I, I, I grew up with a friend of mine who, uh, you know, we're best friends and uh, things got out of hand, got involved in heavy into drugs. And, and I still, to this day, I don't even know where he's at, you know, and Fuck, man. yeah. So, I mean, this movie is, it's got its ups and highs and it reminds me of, of those days of the eighties of the way society was back then. We didn't have any social media. We would just get a flyer or you would go to a place and they would hand you a flyer or word of mouth and you would go to these house parties and stuff. So, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Or as you know, like a, a kickback and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So and only that the style, the mood, you know, the the music, what was happening during the time. There's some club scenes that were shot. This movie was shot in L.A., so I love the movies that are shot here in our city because it just takes me back to that time of the '80s of you know the clothing and what was yeah. happening during that time. And and then we're we're keeping in line with 1987. Our last film, Born in East LA, was released in 1987, yeah. and this movie is also released 1987. So for for the next two episodes, I think we're going to continue pulling off the 1987 theme. 
Um, it's it's a great year, especially for music and movies. But with this 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 movie alone, I'll be honest, I had never seen this movie. I know of it. I I've I've heard about it so much, and uh, there's a lot of love for this film, uh, especially with the portrayal of Robert Downey Jr. Um, so of course I wanted to dig in and, and, and learn more about this film outside of the film. And it is, it's, it's loosely, loosely, loosely fucking based on a novel. Um, and the novel itself, it honestly, all they took was the fucking, the name of the book and the character names. And that's it. Right. Like yeah. the, the, just like many authors, he hated this fucking movie. He's like, I hate this fucking film like dude what what did you guys do like and he he despised it but as the years went by like most recently he's kind of opened up to the film uh the so and the author that guy's fucking done a shitload of like good books fucking i know one of them um was it what's that fucking with the american cycle he's an mm -hmm. he's an author of that but he yeah right. he's done he's done a lot of fucking shit like that um i know um there is a sequel to this, uh, a book. Hulu tried to make a show, uh, just didn't work out. And I got to say, this movie is fucking, like, it's depressing. It's seriously depressing. It is. And it's shocking because we're not even getting the original take. The studio got fucking scared. And they pulled the movie from the director and, and tried to re-edit it to lighten it up. And it's still... There's no way. But there's right? no way. Yeah, there's no way you can lighten something like this, hmm. uh, what was happening. And there's to, to this day, drugs fuck you up and drugs fuck shit up. And rich kids were getting fucked up in the 80s. This is what's happening because their parents weren't around. They were all building their own empires. And, and, and to this day, bro, to this yeah. day, there are still... I mean, I live here on Melrose and I hear stories that their parents are not around. So they're yeah. out here shopping, spending their millions and whatever. But and all they want is that love from a parent. And that's what Robert Down Jr. is trying to get from. He had a competitive, you know, his, his uh, he had, a, you know, his brother in the film was like, you know, it, uh, you know, he was like the perfect brother. And Robert was trying to just Robert's dream was trying to be, well, not Robert, uh, but what was it? Uh, Julian. Julian, Julian uh, is trying to be a you know, a high, you know, uh, giving high quality uh, club promotions in L.A. Wasn't that's what he, he wanted. He wanted to do artist where he was going to be a musical artist because that's how. And see, the film starts like happy, fucking graduating, yeah. high graduating. Woohoo! Yeah, it's and summer. He mentions right. that he's going to meet with the producer for to release an album or some shit, right? Is yeah, back in yeah, that was his whole dream. You know, these rich kids want to be work, become a producer. So that's what they did. You know, they yeah, he was go gonna be. Oh, he was gonna have a record company, record label, a record yeah. label. Yeah, he wanted to have models. I mean, not models. I mean, like artists and shit like that. Yeah, artists, because music. that that's it's literally like that's why. Like, and they added that. They added that intro after the fact, so they lightened it up by. And it honestly, I think they made it worse. Honestly, they and I don't mean worse in a bad way. What I'm saying is to see them so happy, futures ahead. The future's so bright they have to wear shades. Like fucking dude. dude <laughs> let me tell you, this is. I mean, my. I mean, I can kind of relate to um, Clay, which is played by Andrew McCarthy, because yeah. I was that. I was that guy at that. And my friend, at the time, he was like a lot like Julian. Yeah. 
we would go and party and have these good, you know, good time, but he would take it to the excessive to like, Oh fuck, man, I just want more of this. And this is, you know, you got heavy, you know, people try drugs and obviously, obviously, you know, it just went bad for all of them because Coke was in the picture. Um, uh, what was I going to say here? Uh, Jamie plays Jamie Cursor plays Blair. Uh, she's also becomes a successful model, but also too, she's, there's she's doing drugs. drugs. She's doing drugs. And at that time, bro, in the late eighties growing up, I mean, say no to drugs and all that. And watching this movie, I was very scared, like actually graduating and saying, Oh my God, this is what's going to happen to our youth. You know, it's like you had choices yeah. to see. So this film was like showing, Hey man, there's two roads. You're either going to take this road or the, or the bad road. And fortunately for this film and for the characters, she's just saw everybody, kind of just losing their way and the only one that was trying to keep it together was clay you yeah know? he was kind of like the one who was still there because he wasn't hanging out in la i mean look even you hang out it seems like la's cool but there's a lot that goes on here in la man yeah i mean it's like it's cool because like i i've seen that i i, I i've been around that shit too you know from like high school to the early 2000s so that no joke man they fucking like you see that that's real legit like the way it feels it feels real man and and seeing like the the drug drug addictions and shit and then like there's a line that no lie dude that fucking people say uh oh, you know what i should wait for him to come back because i don't want to say it without <laughs> it's the fucking cats man <laughs> this is the cat show less than zero <laughs> co-starring cats I'm going to title that. That's why I'm going to put that in the title. <laughs> so, yeah, Lesson Zero. It's, um, it, okay, he's back. I, I, did, I wanted to wait for you for the line, bro, because they're the, because I felt like it was more impactful to get your response from it. Um, but there's a line in this movie that I, I've heard from people and it's legit. You hear, and I know you've probably heard it where, where he, uh, Clay, is talking to Blair and about her drug use. And she says, Oh, I can, I can, I can quit anytime. Like, as if it's just like recreate, like recreate recreational, like as if, yeah. Oh, what, what are you talking? I could, I could stop anytime. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Fucking. I've heard that. Like, we're like, dude, like you got to calm down. Like that's too much. You're like, I could stop whenever. Like I, I, if I wanted to, I can, or they'll be like, see, I'll stop. I don't need it. And right. you're just like, and and like I hear that, and it and it affects more because you're like, fuck, dude, like, like I'm telling you, like this film doesn't have a lot going on because it's a short film. It's a hundred. I mean, it's an hour and thirty minutes, but it like kind of like still shows a lot without showing a lot because you know you you find out after graduation. He goes off. He goes to New York or some shit. Yeah. His girlfriend doesn't want to go. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to stay behind. And then Julian's going to go start up his record company. He comes back to fit, fit, uh, meet his girlfriend uh, to meet up with her. And you find out Julian is cheating or ha having sex with his girl. And he gets all yeah. pissed off. Yeah. So that cuts off like this big ass thing in which it seems like he gets over it. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's happened. I mean, dude, that's happened to me. My, you know, I, you know what? Yeah, like in high school, take me. We go on. Yeah, but I get it. You're like, oh fuck. But then he's your best friend. You're your best. You're like, fuck. You know, you know. What are you gonna do? You know. Then you just try to. 
but yeah, it does hurt. That's what I'm saying. It's like Clay was just like already like, fuck, how you guys did this? Well, you weren't here and we got horny and we got together and, but that's it. We're done. And, you know, we're just living our life and we're just doing Coke and Clay's like, what the fuck? Why am I even here? <laughs> so, you know, Clay also is looking for love because he's also got his family's all just fucking rich and don't give a fuck about anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, it's like, dude, it's just, it's just a sad movie for all, for all characters, you know? Yeah. And, and, and and that's what I'm saying. I think this movie really impacted me because I didn't want to, I would never want to experience that or anyone experience the downfall of what cocaine and drugs can do, you know? And only that, I mean, Robert, I mean, I got to see like, we had to go and do, you know, go and sell his, go work for uh, Rip. <laughs> yeah. What a name, right? Rip. Hey, yeah. I'm going to go see my drug dealer, Rip who's played by James Spader, which is an amazing character. That guy is a good actor. He played that guy really good. You didn't want to mess around with Rip. Yeah. <laughs> he had yeah, his boys. And if you didn't pay him, but remember, I was like, man, he was like, Julian, Julian, I know, man, I know. You know, you owe me a shitload of money. I know, but I'll pay you back. You know, my uncle's going to, that part when he goes to see his uncle, mm. to see if his uncle's going to loan him the money. And you know where they're at? They're at the... They're at the actually at a venue that I've DJed and they have events. It's in downtown, the plaza in downtown LA. You know I thought that was the train station, the Union Station. No, and it's not the Union Station. I think Were they're on the stairs? Isn't that is that the station? Well, I don't I know. know. The, I, I well, like they filmed Untouchables and then they filmed fucking uh, Naked Gun 33 and the third because that's where they're going down the stairs and shit. Yeah, well, there's a scene where he's sitting there and he goes, don't you like this? This is the club and it's actually the venue, the Park Place Plaza, I think it's called. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and that's a scene where he, he and he goes, Julian, Julian, I'm sorry, man, I can't. What, Dad? What? 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 I talked to your father and, you know, he's telling me. You're- no, that's not the club. He's uh, That's the club. Or maybe he played it off well, like the club. Well, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Because, but that I one- don't know. I've never been there. I just yeah, thought that was I've, a train station. No. the the So maybe movies use it as a train station. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> but it's an actual club. But it, no, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have locations and they can make whatever. So uh, when he, yeah, when he, when he tells us, when he tells, sorry, I can't loan you the money. And that's when. Julian just loses it. I mean, he's just like, fuck, it's okay, fine. But I still love you. And it's like, that's ah, fine. You know, it's like, he's like, bye. That's, yeah, because he owes a lot, a shitload of money to, to Rip. And now he's going to have to go sell his body, bro, to go and pay for the debt that he's made for himself. Yeah. Well, we should say he owes $50,000. Yeah. Think about Which it. Which was, that's a lot of 19- shitload of money in 1987, yeah. you guys. Yeah. So that's nothing. I mean, now. that's a shitload of money now, but imagine that. No, that's, that's nothing compared to. What I do mean, you mean? You got 50,000 in your pocket? <laughs> no, not. No, I don't. No, but I'm but saying, what it's, I'm saying compar- that's a, it's a lot. Yeah. No, yeah, compared it's, it's fuck, shit, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a shitload that, of money. Because that's literally like. We're, we're introduced to all these, like, their lives. They're catching up by the time. Because Clay comes back, and he's at a party. He goes to a party. And we, we, we meet all these characters. And 
you find out well, that's where Rip goes up to Julian and he's like, time like, oh, I'm going to have your money. I got this club. This club's going to start up and I'm going to give you the money oh, from that. Man. And that that's like his like uh, get rich quick scheme. Like that's all he needs. The money in which knowing his position of where he's at in life, he's going to fucking blow it all away. You oh, know, man. It. you know it. But he has these ambitions, these dreams like I'm going to edit it, you know, and then you meet Blair, who is also she's a model. She's she still cares about him, but in reality, she's like, "Hey, you need to help out Julian." Even though Claire's there and she cares about Clay, I mean Claire's there. Uh, Clay's there, and and Blair, Claire, fuck, cares about him. Uh, fucking, she's really much like, "Hey, you need to look out for him. Like, check, go check him out. He needs yeah. help." Yeah. And so she understands it. So she could pull off like I do drugs, but she's not as bad as him in which it's still a bad scenario. And then, yeah, Rip just wants his money the whole time. And that's really how the movie plays out where it's just you see Julian in a decline, a fucking decline. And yeah, like I that was crazy. What you just mentioned right now, where he goes and he doesn't have the money. And then he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, you could, I got a job for you. Yeah. He's like, you know what? You I, I, There's this party. I want you to meet these people. Oh, man. And then you find people. out it's at a hotel. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they go to Palm Springs, man. He's got a party out there. And Julian has to go over there. And then, of course, Clay and, and Blair, they find out. They go to, to that scene is just, man. And then they that scene when he walks in uh, and he What's, sees Robert with the guy and then he pulls him out and it's like it's so like the most like embarrassing moment for like you could just see like robert's face it's just like fuck i can't see my i can't believe my friend saw me doing this and shit and because that's how uh, that's what the level he's went down uh, yeah bro he has to do it, it for money because it he hurt, owes money yeah and it hurt me dude it really kind of i got teary eyed when i see that i was like man he's lost it you know because <laughs> he he says he doesn't he doesn't want to do that like he's no. like but he's being forced to and yeah. and it sucks because like there's a it's like that scene is hard and what i and what why why it's hard is because the scene before that where it's a it's a whole series of of these moments that happen where they they get him clean, they get him clean, and he's yeah. having withdrawals and have, yes. the withdrawals are fucking bad. Another scene that shows a good uh, a, a version of withdrawals is watch the basketball diaries with Lou, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. What the fuck, Leonardo DiCaprio, and this is it, like just the way they portray withdrawals fucking looks realistic so they get him basically clean yeah and he goes visits his father again because earlier he went to his dad while he was fucking high his dad kicked him out like right and, and I, you, that's i've seen that shit and you know that fucking apparent family yeah. they try they fucking try so hard and they let them down they're, they're at the point yeah. where they, the only those, way is tough love kick them out by the way good job on those actors man they really showed that they did love julian and it was mm -hmm. so painful for them for them to even push him away but they had to yeah because and then julian would just go in there and you know like nothing hi dad you know it's like oh man this so is very tough. the yeah. scene that was emotional for me that was touching was like I said, right before he gets caught in the hotel, um, he goes visits his father, and he's he. This is after he's sober. He's been he got cleaned up, you know, from from that withdrawal and everything. So he had there's nothing in his system, and he's going to his dad, and he's basically asking him for help, right. and he tells him like 
you know, he's like, it's just, you know, be my father for once. Like I'm coming in for help. And, yeah. and he's trying to ask for help. But at the same time, I felt like he's, he's telling him almost like, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I owe all this money. I need to go talk to this guy. So who knows? Maybe he might die. He doesn't know what the fuck. So it's yeah. more like he's saying bye almost. Right. And then with his father, like he, he, he pulls him aside and he tells him like, can you stay clean for a week? And he's like, I tried, but like the look on Downey's face, like, yeah, like the red, like that, that, that felt real. Like that scene, the, the father yeah. and son, like, cause the dad truly cares. Yeah. And, that's what I'm saying. The dad really, you can tell he really care about Julian, but you know, and then, you know, like I said, like Julian was going through a very, very tough time. It's yeah. fucking tough love there, you know, yeah. too. but he, he, he does, he, he, he embraces his own right. son. Right. And it seems like things are going to be great. So he goes and talks to Rip. And tells him, like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. Yeah. I, I I know I owe you money. I'm going to pay you. My It seems like his father's going to help him. Like, and what do they fucking do, dude? They fucking put the pipe in his face. Yep, yep. That's fucking. And I'm like, fuck, dude. That like, scene, dude. Yeah, I just broke my heart right there, bro. Because, you know, like, and then and then Julian looks at it and he takes the fuck and then that's over, bro. It's over. He's back to the demons. Yeah, and it's it, I got pissed, dude. Really yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, I was so mad. But they're gonna do that. They yeah. don't give a fuck. You know that that's reality. That's the reality. And look, I I I have a friend who took to, you know, um, he went through that path, you know, and and it was hard. And I've lost him forever. I yeah. love him, and 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 it's hard because he's very creative, very talented too. But fucking pipe and drugs or whatever the fucking he was doing, lost him, lost. He's gone, bro. Like, yeah. So that movie really kind of just, it makes me think about him and all the other friends who went through that road. You know, yeah. I'm glad now that Robert Downey Jr. who played during that time, if you guys don't know who Robert Downey Jr. is, well, Google it. And if those who, well, you know, this well, no, I, there, there's no way there's people that don't know. Believe me, there's some kids. That, who's that? Robert who? How? How can you say kids? He's a fucking Marvel guy. He's Iron Man. I don't Man. know. Bro. I don't know. <laughs> That's he's true. Marvel. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's <laughs> true. I don't know. My kid knows who he is. I don't talk to kids, so <laughs> I don't know I what know. the fuck's going on. <laughs> I only talk to cats. But he said he got worse with this film because oh, he yeah, said yeah. he used to keep his his pleasure, his business, like of of a fucking drugs. After the fa after work, he would you know partake yeah. in his fun. Yeah. But I guess he to get into this role, he kind of started like doing it. Of course, he did. He and it just you know. was a steady decline down. And in the 90s, that his whole fucking downfall, he even says watching this movie to him was watching like the ghost of, of Christmas future. Wow. Because what you saw in this film is what his life became. I mean, hell, it got to the point where for if you guys don't know, like, OK, now here we could talk about the younger kids. For those of you who know him from Iron Man and fucking doc the new dr doula like all this shit that you see him in now we honestly saw robert downey jr as a has-been at one point like we saw his films in the 80s fucking early 90s and we're like oh he's an actor and at one point hollywood did not want anything to do with him because he was also a liability and this guy fucking at one point woke up yeah oh, no, someone found him asleep 
yeah. in their bed because he was so high. He was in jail. Like he got arrested. There, you could find court footage of him. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fucking sad. Like seeing this actor, like fucking, like whoa. Like oh, I remember that guy. He was in Weird Science, and then you see him now, and then. Out of nowhere, you started slowly seeing him be in, in films, but having little roles like in Bowfinger, he had such a tiny role in um, what's that other film? Fucking, I forget what it is, but it's with Val Kilmer. I I, I honestly forget yeah, yeah. what it is. Bang but, bang, you know, bang bang, dead, whatever. Slowly, but the drugs nearly destroyed him one hundred percent. And for him, it's it's awesome to see him come back and like. Like I know, I I don't know the guy anymore. I haven't talked to him, but one of my friends had mentioned that he's doing much better. But like in high school, like in through elementary, he was my best friend. Fucking, I I I went to his house almost every goddamn day. But in high school is when the drugs kicked in, and this guy started doing drugs. Like first it was weed, 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 you know, whatever. But then out of nowhere, dude, he started doing harder stuff. He would start drinking, and. He was like one of the funniest guys I had ever met at all. Like fucking this guy would make me laugh so hard and it was fucking hilarious. He laughed. He made us all laugh. He was like the Jim Carrey, like a, a comedian. And out of nowhere, dude, little by little, dude, whenever you would start seeing him, he'd always be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And I, I would stop going to his house because at that point, anytime I went over his house, he was just high. He was high or, or drunk or something. And like, you couldn't have conversations with them. And it just, I was like, what the fuck? Like this guy used to be like active and funny and moving around. And now he's just so mellow and somber. Like, fuck dude, the drugs. And it was worse because his parents, no discipline in the house, dude. They never disciplined them for shit. Like they get in trouble eh, within like five minutes, they could be outside playing again, or they'd go to the Toys R Us and buy them a new game or a toy. And so there was like no discipline at the house, but like, and I lost contact with them, but I know one of my buddies said, he's like, oh yeah, he's doing well. He, he actually just bought a house. I was like, oh, but I mean, I've known people that bought houses and they're still fucking dealing drugs out of it. <laughs> you know, they're still bad just because they have a house. So it doesn't mean they're Let me tell you, like the most scary, thing. the most scary, the most scary thing that I went through. And that's what I'm saying that drugs just change you, bro. I saw him the last time and I was working uh, for a production company and he's also into production companies too and uh he came to visit and i didn't recognize him bro like i was like who's this oh man and i pulled him aside as a best friend i said hey man i haven't seen you in years good to see you and all that i go i'm very concerned about you you know that you know that i were like brothers and and I know he didn't want to listen to it, but I know he. I had to tell him because I didn't know if this was the last time. And and I'm always that guy. I was always that guy because, dude, this guy, as soon as he went to doing drugs, dude, he went to jail. I remember getting letters from him. My dad would be like, hey, why are you getting letters from jail? Who's in jail? And I would say, well, he goes, oh, okay, now I know who. All right. And then I would tell my dad, you know, my father, I was like, no, dad, I'm not doing any of that. I know he's my best friend. I go to his house. But I don't do any of that. I w why would I do that to you? I would never do drugs and disappoint you or mom. Never. And to this, and dude, I lived up to that. That's what I'm saying. So I had a lot of respect for my father and my parents. And so I would see what he would do. And dude, it was terrible, bro. It was just fucked up. It's fucked up. And 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 that's what I'm saying. This movie just scared the fuck out of me when it came to drugs. And it scared me because I knew I was going to lose friends who went through that. And that's exactly 
this film is like still timeless because you can watch it today. And yeah, today there's still drugs. There's a lot more. I mean, the scary thing is like this person went from weed to coke to heroin, bro. Heroin. That's fucking heavy. You know, yeah. that's heavy, bro. So not only that, and then from heroin, you go to meth. Whew, forget it, bro. You're oof. So yeah, bad. it's really bad, you know. So yeah, this is our heavy, heavy fucking topic, yeah, you guys. I, 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 God, I, I warned the audience. That's why I, I tried know. to keep it the, funny the, in the beginning. Everybody's like, oh man, I need a drink. God dang, this is a- <laughs> well, hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go heavier right here with the film because after that scene where, where Clay saves Julian from from having to be a fucking prostitute, being forced to yes. be a prostitute. Um, he gets them out of there and it, they're going to run away. They're getting out of there. They're running away. And and Julian, the next morning, they wake up and Julian's dead. He's in the car and he's dead. Now, oh, man. it can't be you, an OG. As soon as you said that, as soon as, soon as you said that, bro, my heart just dropped right now. That now, it's not scene. an OD, right? He didn't OD because he had the drug the day before. So is it just no, dude? It's heart failure, bro. The heart that's can what really I, take heart, so much. Right? Yeah. Yes, dude. You, he was on it. He was off it. He was on it. He was off it. Then he was on it, and then he's off. Dude, imagine the heart. That's too much for the heart. Yeah, that's so, what it says. He died of heart failure. Yeah. So he had a heart failure, and that was, dude. I, I actually, that's the saddest part. There were almost, almost home. And then remember, she said, "Well, you're home now, Julian." You know. Because he's now at peace. He's not, he's, his demons are done. But that's what I'm saying, man. Don't do drugs, guys. Yeah. Recreational, I mean, yeah, we're smoking weed and all that. But damn, I mean, you know your limits. I mean, we all have our, but yeah, dude, that's, 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 and that's what I'm saying. This movie, it's, it's, you see the, you see the unity of friends and how, you know how beautiful it can be and i've seen friends i've lost a lot of friends i mean i'm in my 50s now and i'm glad i've made my 50s and i'm pretty i'm glad that some of us in my generation who grew up in the 80s during those times are still with us and some of them are not because they went through that route either with drugs or alcohol or you know what i'm saying it yeah it's uh fucking it's a it's a terrible journey of drugs where you see someone i mean hell go online and just look at the before and after photos of someone on drugs like say meth it's sad man it's fucking terrible like you bro, see i them- can i can go down here in my block bro i mean sure enough during the pandemic and after the pandemic i see the aftermath i see it every day they're still young young guys bro just laying on the floor just just zone out you know just like I love the happy endings where like like for instance like Robert Downey Jr. seeing how because when you watch this film it's it's scary because you're like fuck he that became true like this is real like he this isn't acting this happened to his real life but yeah. knowing where he's at now it's amazing now same with Stevo like there's a documentary that they did about him his decline on drugs cuz he was doing he was he was very high on those um those CO2 thing tanks or whatever, yes, like, yes, whatever yes. the fuck those things are called. Yeah. And like, other, you know, obviously other drugs, but he was bad and they even had an intervention. And it sucks because to today I was reading something that because they're doing a jackass four, and one of the guys, bam, 
they didn't have him in the film and he and he started trashing Knoxville yes. and Tremaine. Yeah. And right. Steve O came out and said, you, You're not in this film because of you. They did what what they could bend over backward to help you, but you did not want to stay clean. Like right. you continued to be on drugs. Because if you look at, at Bam from where he was in the early 2000s to now, oh, fuck, dude. he got bad. He looks terrible. Oh, yeah. And honestly, a lot of people are saying it's after his friend died of the car crash. Yeah. He just started bad. drinking and of course. it got his life just really got bad after his friend died because it was his fucking best friend. His childhood friend. So, but yeah, mm -hmm. they tried to help him. And he's, you know, he's like, don't fucking throw these guys under the bus. Like, they didn't do any, they tried to help you. I, and you're I, trying to make it's just like, it's bad. And that's fucking drugs. And he's not even going to be in the new movie. Why? Because of drugs. Yeah. I, I follow Sibo and I watch his documentaries, like his posts and stuff. And it's amazing how that guy, and he, now he's, he's, you know, teaching. His viewers like, what? Don't do this. This is what I'm doing, you know, and blah blah, you know. But yeah, I mean, dude, there's only so much you can take, bro. And he's all he's all clean now. Dude. Yeah, he's a clean guy, you know. It's, and hope it's he a, his life. He's a stand-up comedian now too. Like he's yeah. married. It's yeah. crazy, and that that's like a happy and I love scene. Like yeah. to know that these people, it's like drugs have like, it's it's an easy because it's like when it comes to money, drug like. It's easy to cover. That's why a lot of the celebrities, rich people, get in the drugs because they can fucking afford to get these these crazy. Think about drugs. it, bro. That's what I'm saying. This movie, less than zero. You're less than zero, bro. Yeah, You're I never put it like that, but fuck, that makes a lot of sense. Of course, less than zero, less than zero man. That's the title of this, and this is the title of what is going to go through someone who goes through that path. You know. Ay, ay, look at these guys, philosophers, <laughs> making me think about life. What's making me think about life? These guys don't do drugs. Hey, we just helped anybody, dude. We just, we, it was hey, worth man. it. I hey, man, no, look, look, look. I'm 100... not, we're not, I, hey, I'm not preaching your life. I'm not preaching no. your life. There's, there's just a certain limit, and you'll find that within your soul. If you, if you, if you love your body, you know your body, your body's going to say, hey, man, it's, it's too much. I cannot take it no more, Freddie. You know, and okay. <laughs> You know, and then you stop and you know your limits, you know, but don't let the demons take over you, man. I, I think that's what happens. You, you just, just, you know, you can't handle it. You got to just, geez, you know, just watch out, man. Look out for each other. And this movie is about friendship and a beautiful friendship. And, you know, they lost one because he went through the dark side and it was hard for him to get out. So when there's someone out there trying to call out, and I've had friends call out and I, I pay attention to them. And then I see, I, I, I see where they're at and if I can help them, you know, I don't want to help them in their drug addiction. If I can, if I can help them, you know, get a house or eats or whatever, I'm there for that. You know, yeah. these people are, are trying to reach out and we need to be there, especially nowadays, bro. There's going to be more, there's more people. This ain't over, bro. This pandemic is not even over. I mean, I mean the aftermath of the pandemic, there's a lot of people who are, doing a lot of drugs right now you know just trying to fucking move forward yeah and that's our and episode thank you very much good night <laughs> yeah <and laughs> weed isn't a drug man it's fucking no because uh, I, I mean i'm not saying it because it's like oh you sell it right <laughs> no, no no but it, it's it's never been like it helps you know weed. go back to our burning not burning uh chichin chong episode this the, the uh, what they talked about in the past yeah. Yeah, exactly. The weed is not. It's it's the chemical stuff, bro, that fucks you up. Is the natural stuff is yeah, natural natural stuff that you know you kick your ass too. But I don't know. Man. 
Yeah, it's, 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 we're talking about the other shit. Like, I, I I mean, I've seen, like, fucking meth people, or especially around this area. Like, you see them. Like, it's it's sad, dude. Like, it's, Yeah, they look like zombies, bro, walking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. I see them over here. This morning, I was walking, and this lady, two, two tweakers, were just arguing. Just, I hate you. MF for blah, blah, blah. And then they were just back at it loud, bro. I'm just like, <sighs> okay, good morning. <laughs> yeah so you know yeah if we if we brought the 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 the, the happiness down we are you know like, hey man sometimes we got to get real you know and then this this movie honestly sh- check it out because it's like it's it's as real as like when it comes to films of that depict drug abuse drugs like this is one of those because no, the focus about, is this. yeah but think about it this movie was happening what was happening in 87 bro so much amazing historical stuff music fashion movies i was 17 when this came out dude mm. 87 88 the big huge depeche mode years did in, the in the 90s theater did i see yes i did i okay. did i did good to see it with my cousins yeah i remember seeing this in the movie theater enjoying in a big screen and watching all that so yeah yeah um yeah i mean think about it from that time to like the 90s i mean look dave gone lived here in la and he got hooked up with heroin he had, he had, he had to get the fuck out he oh. lives now in new york yeah so right. it's like i mean <laughs> he, he got he almost fucking he, he I died twice yeah but i honestly thought that you know the time when um that the one uh i thought he was od'd like i really thought he od'd for years, it wasn't until I heard Richard Blade's book, and he talks about the whole thing that happened yeah. because Richard Blade is the one that oh, announced it. I remember, yeah, and he, it, it, he tried to commit suicide, that he slit his wrist and tried to kill himself. So it wasn't an OD. He tried to, I was like, holy shit! I'm listening to the because yeah, I do bro. the audio book, and I was like, yeah. all these years, I honestly thought. Dave Gahan was, was just try OD'd. No, he oh, wanted tried to kill, kill himself, but yeah. it was yeah because of drugs and everything that he just like fuck this, I'm done. Well, look at he even Dave Gahan even said he goes when Kurt Cobain Cobain did he goes oh wow great he did it first, yeah. like <laughs> saying you know who who's gonna go first him or or or, or Dave you know I mean, that's what I'm saying you guys I mean this movie go if you haven't watched it check it out it's it's uh it's still you know it's still kind of um you know, proves that there is a situation going on today in today's world. But yeah, I mean, that was my generation growing up. I mean, that I look at, at that and that's what we experience. And I'm pretty sure this generation is going through their own experiences with, you know, today's. Uh, yeah. I mean, who, I don't know <laughs> because it's like, you don't uh, know why they we don't talk to the kids. So we don't know if they, they all I'm like afraid to talk to the kids, man. They're fucking, these kids nowadays are the hey, kid, hey, don't talk to me. <laughs> They'll beat you up. God. No, they don't, they don't even know how to talk to you. They're just looking down on their iPhones. They don't even know. They, they don't acknowledge. Hey, rather than be on their phone than be on drugs, right? Yes, yes. You think rather, about it. Yeah. <laughs> iPhone or drugs. Ah, go, go ahead. Yeah, give them the phone. It's okay. Here's, here's a phone. Here you go. <laughs> you know what I noticed when when uh, when Clay goes to uh, to talk to Rip and she's right. like, all right, man, I want you to leave Julian alone. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll sell my car, pay for you. Well, Clay, he's on the phone. Right. And then he just uh-huh. drops it in the water. I was like, did they have waterproof phones back in the 80s? <laughs> the Dude. phone is just floating in the jacuzzi. I'm like, right. 
I don't know. That kind of stood out to me. Like, hey, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's not gonna work. I was like, wait, Dude, what? I, I love. There's well, okay. Now the uplifting of this movie. <laughs> yeah. I love the part where they go to the house party and you see the TVs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I experienced, bro. In the eighties. Like yes, everybody dancing. The whole Miami Vice kind of j- jackets, you know, the, the 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 blazers. I used to have a white one, a pink, a turquoise. Back in the well, day. Well, did you ever go to Club Scream? Yeah, I went to, and there was one called Club Impact, and I was in Hollywood. Actually, okay. that club well, because they filmed a lot of it at Club Scream. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Dude. probably where the team. Oh, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, that's that because they. I don't. I don't know what scenes, but they. Dude, said I remember that the parties. Yeah. We're filmed at a club called Club Scream in, yeah. in, in Hollywood, in LA. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm like, I was like, when I'm reading that, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Freddie was there. I was there. I was there. <laughs> I, have my, hey, I, I have my 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 dancing shoes because Freddie was here and printed in the <laughs> nightclub right there. Is that where your story comes from when you met the girl? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's where it starts. And you wanted to be your Dev Gahan. Look at that. I like your shoes. I like your pants. Why didn't you take your pants? <laughs> See, we end on a high note, and we and we begin we begun with the high note. We went down. Yeah. Now we bring it back up to bring the funnies to everybody. The funnies. Just so everybody's not all sad. Wow, what a roller coaster! Yeah, we went to the. Ro- We're going deep down. I was like, God dang! I gotta oh, yeah. get up. <laughs> we gotta bring it up, man. We gotta bring. Oh my god! Make them yeah. laugh. Make them make Ooh, them feel. I, I didn't. I didn't know how we we're gonna get. How, I didn't know how we were gonna get out of that. <laughs> yeah, same here. Because I was just like, I was like wow. I, I'm telling you, like when when after the fact, like I was like, I'm watching this movie and I'm like thinking, oh, dude, man. like how how do you make drug addiction funny? <laughs> like we're not. I don't want to, but like oh, like people tune in to have a good time to laugh, but well, I'm like, oh, we're gonna get serious. <laughs> Yeah, like, no, but I think I think if you take humor is to make a dramatic easier to listen to. I think I look at it that way. Yeah, know? it's a it's a kind of a you know. Mira, 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 muy <laughs> <laughs> philosophers. Oh my god, dude! But wow, yeah, we man. did this movie. Wow, we did it, bro. Yeah, we did it. I'm, I'm shocked. Remember, Honestly, yeah, less than zero, bro. If you're ever gonna do drugs, remember less than zero. You're gonna go less than zero. You don't want to yeah. be less than zero. Yeah, it's for, the, it's, for the, it's for the kids. Don't do drugs. You'll be less than zero. Less than zero. <laughs> I'm gonna make All a right. shirt, dude. I'm gonna make a shirt called Less Than Zero. I oh yeah, you should do one, man. I should That'd, be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's give you song of the week. This song of the week comes from the band The Smiths with another uh, album that was released in 1987. The keeping oh. theme with our with our theme for the month. So this this album is called uh, Strange Ways. Here we come. And the song that I want to pick is one of my favorites that I think it's hilarious, especially if you have a girlfriend and you want to dedicate this song to her. It's a girlfriend in a coma. <laughs> so yeah, so I thought I'm like I'd be it'd be funny, you know, a girlfriend in a coma. It's a I like that song, the the little beat. Ding, 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 girlfriend in a coma. coma. I, know, I, know, I know, I know, she's serious. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's the song I want to give you guys this week. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna keep going on with 1987 next week. Uh, wow. Yeah, um, so actually, I mean, we have we don't do this regularly, but I'm you know what I want to give you this the the movie already. It's one of my favorite comedies to come out of 1987. I love this movie, 
and it makes me laugh every time I watch it. So the movie I'm going to give you is one of the Nick Cage favorites, Raising Arizona. Not sure if Ah, Freddie's ever seen it, but I love I've been to Arizona. Coen Brothers film, Raising Arizona, in which I probably, before I even end the episode, I'm going to make sure it's available because if not, uh, then we got to pick something else. Yeah. That (laughs) always happens to us. Always. We pick one. All right. It's not available. No, you got to go. Rent it out in Mexico. Ah, oh, god dang it. <laughs> well, I mean, I I I own it, but I I'm one worried for Freddie. I mean, it's available for rent, you know. So hey, I can rent things, bro. It's like, yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. As long <laughs> as you can rent it, you know. Hey, do you have pirata? <laughs> Pirate bay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah, you could you could also rent it on that's fine. on YouTube. So, all right, we're good. So, yeah, all right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A nice little tease for our next episode. Uh, before we go, Freddie knows how to in- bring in the show on a radio, but does he know how to close out the show with the radio voice? Like, as if we're ending, we just finished a, a three-hour shift on the on the radio, and we're closing out with a song playing in the background. You think you could do it by ending, uh, you know, now let's travel back to the future. You think you'd do it? Well, let's give it a try. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this episode. And remember, don't be less than zero. You wouldn't be up than zero. And uh, until the next episode, Santos and I are going to go back into our DeLorean and go back. Wait, wait, hold on. Why are we going? Oh, what? Why are we doing that in the car? <laughs> I don't know. I just do it. Yeah. Hey, well, I don't know. Hey. It's my sound effect. Your sound effect, but you know what that sounds like, right? Only a dirty mind oh. would say that. I was just like, what? <laughs> it's like, we're like, all right, every time when we drive by, we just throw it everywhere. No, somebody told me that I dare you to do it on your show. I said, okay. Oh, there you go. So there I go. We're going to drive around it. the neighborhood throwing it at stop signs and everything. Exactly. So we're going to actually, can we? Oh, yeah. What did I say? I lost track already. Oh, God okay, dang no. it. All right, go. Oh. You were saying we're in a DeLorean. Oh, yes. Here we go. Made me rewind this. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now we're going to go back into our DeLorean and travel back to the future.
This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.